0: Good Sunday afternoon to you. Welcome to Hidden Edges Radio on AM 950. This is your esteemed, and I use that word lightly, host, Ellie Krug. I am thrilled to be back with you again today. We have a great, great show um, we are also uh, doing this on Facebook Live as we tape this because you're hearing this um, by via tape. Sorry, that's the way it works with some of these shows. But for those who are on Facebook Live, hello, we are here um, doing it in real time. We have a great uh, show lined up here. Um, I have a guest who heads a nonprofit that's doing important, incredible work that you will hear about. But our guest has also an incredible important story of her own. She's an immigrant whose story will no longer be possible if um, the Trump administration has its way with terminating the lottery system in immigration. And my guest today is not only my friend, but also the executive director of the Children's Law Center, Lilia Pantaleva. Lilia, Thank
1: you, Ellie. Hello. Thank you.
0: I am really thrilled to have you here. Um, You have been long on my list to have you come and speak on Hidden Edges Radio, so welcome. Thank you. I am just thrilled to have you. Um, And so uh, um, you uh, were born in Moldova. Right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And that is a country that's landlocked, if I looked at the map right, between Ukraine and Romania. Yes. All right. And um, I want to get to your story. But before we do that, I want to get to Children's Law Center. And the incredible work that your nonprofit does. You have been the executive director of the Children's Law Center for how long? Coming
1: up in five years.
0: Five years, oh my God. Mm. I remember when you started. I I was in the (laughs) legal nonprofit business at that time. That's right. Why don't you tell us about um, the work uh, that Uh, Children's Law Center does, maybe start with its mission.
1: Yes, so Children's Law Center of Minnesota has been around since 1995. So that is 23 years almost of providing legal representation to children who are removed from home because they have been abused or neglected, and in some cases abandoned, and um, giving them a voice in the proceedings that are happening, giving everybody at the table um, the position of the child, what they want, what they don't want, also coaching and advising our child clients on their rights because they have legal rights, mentoring them if you will, and staying with them and making sure that we achieve the best possible outcomes for these
0: kids so let me just stop you here and maybe you could give us a a one minute primer on the the foster care system in minnesota how does it work one
1: minute we
0: have have a family that is in crisis okay um and if i understand correctly a child can't be taken out of the home unless uh, the child is at risk or the child has been a physically or sexually abused. Is that right? That is correct. So So obviously... Let's let's have the scenario where there's something that's happened in the household. What happens then with the foster care system?
1: With the foster care system, the way it happens is that the government protects the children or is supposed to protect the children, right? Our goal is not to break the families. Our goal is not to remove the kids from the families unless the child's safety or well-being is at risk. So when a child is removed from home, it is because something pretty egregious has happened, some serious abuse, whether it's physical or sexual, or some serious neglect. Something has
0: happened to the child. Something
1: has happened to the child. Right. Then the child is removed from home and placed in foster care. Now, foster care could be defined as a foster home family, could be a shelter, could be a relative placement, but bottom line is that this child is removed from their custodial parents, and placed elsewhere where the county believes is safer. Meanwhile, the court is trying to make a decision on whether or not the removal was rightfully done, okay. whether or not um, we do need to keep the child in care right away, or do we need to reunify right away, and then come up with a plan to help this family to
0: reunify. All right, but, but once we're in court, things get all kinds of things can happen. And the, for example, the parent may say, you shouldn't have taken my child correct. away. Correct. Right? Correct. And so does, the parent has a lawyer that's assigned to the that parent. That's correct. And then the child, because the child is a human, thank God, and... and is we, a victim. A victim, okay? I like the word survivor far more, but we'll go with that, you know. um, But the child also has rights in this process, correct?
1: They do. So a child who is removed from home at the age of 10 years of age or older is entitled to legal representation, which makes sense because just as the accused abuser gets an attorney, this child should also get an attorney so that we can all hear everyone's position and the child's voice is also part of the process.
0: And the state or the county pays for the, for the attorney? Or, or Children's well, Law It gets a little bit
1: complicated. So for the parents, the counties are responsible for providing uh, attorneys for the parents. Right. For children, it is the state. Or in our case, it's the Children's Law Center of Minnesota who does this work with the help of amazing volunteer attorneys.
0: Okay, we'll come to that in a yes. second. But I just want to finish the process. So, so eventually, there's a judge that makes a decision about whether the child um, being placed outside the home Okay. In a, you know, whether it's a shelter or with a foster family or a family member, a judge makes that decision. Correct. And then the judge can just, dis- and then that's not, is it permanent or does it come back up for review with the court on a, on some kind of very a rotating question. basis? So the
1: very initial decision is, was the removal done on merit, right did we have to really remove the child then yes to your point then we have the review hearings once we have determined that the child should have been removed that it was not safe for the child to go home right away then there is a review hearing typically every 90 days Parallel to that, we also go through the process of are we going to adjudicate the child as a child in need of protection or services? Are we looking at termination of parental rights? Are the things that are going on procedurally, right? The admit-deny hearing, all of those trials that are happening. The county has one year to make a final decision on whether or not these children will be reunified with their parents. Meanwhile, within that one year, the parents will be working on a plan Whether it's sobriety, whether it's fixing the neglect, whatever the problem is, so that we can work towards the goal of reunification. At a one-year point, Mark, we need to make a decision on permanency. That's a legal terminology that we use, and permanency means we're terminating parental rights we're looking at adoption. We're looking at other options, but this child will not be going back home.
0: Okay, now Children's Law Center, which, by the way, I think rocks. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I it think does. that they do incredible work. And 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 listeners, if you've not heard about the Children's Law Center, please go to their website. And look, a, look at what incredible work they're doing. Lilia, what is their website? Because I always forget to ask.
1: clcmn.org.
0: Okay. And it stands for Children's Law Center, Minnesota. That um, All yeah. right. Then go to the website. Tell us what... How do you how do you work? Where where does CLC step in on this whole process as it relates to protecting kids?
1: Because we've been around for so many years, we now have a process where we are court-appointed right away. For the kids. For the kids. So we are as an organization appointed to represent the child in these proceedings. Now, we are a staff of just eight wonderful, amazing, incredible, (laughs) talented, passionate staff.
0: I would underline all of that and put big gold stars. And
1: I would too, and I cannot possibly take any credit for the work the organization does because it is all them they they are working bees they have the passion for all of the work that's done These eight employees oversee the administration of the eight, I'm sorry, 300 volunteer attorneys. That's the program that we have.
0: Yeah, hold on. Let me just put a word in for about those lawyers who volunteer. Yes. Because they are rock stars as well. They
1: are superstars. Now, all of them have day jobs. All of them have billable day jobs. Right. They find the time, the passion, and do an amazing, amazing work representing these children. And, Ellie, you are an attorney. You could appreciate this. This is extended, full representation, meaning that we may get a child appointed to Children's Law Center at the age of 10, and if that child's parents' parental rights are terminated and the child becomes a state ward,
0: that through the means foster care through system. the
1: foster care system, yeah. and the child ends up aging out of the system without being adopted, We will represent that child for up to 11 years until they age out at the age of 21.
0: And that means potentially a lawyer is developing a relationship with a child... For 11 years. So
1: much more than just legal representation. It becomes so much more than that. They are mentors. They are solid adults, stable adults in these kids' lives that are there for them, that believe in them, that believe in their potential, that understand these children are removed from home and placed in foster care, and it wasn't their fault. It's nothing they've done.
0: And your words are are touching my heart, actually, Mm -hmm. because I've been to your fundraisers. I... I've been to your office. I have seen the lawyers. I have seen the kids who, who the lawyers have represented. And there is no way that you cannot be touched by this work. You know, and uh, we're going to have to take a break in a second. But before we do, I just want to throw in, and I know you'll agree with this. People never hear about this great work that lawyers do. They never hear about lawyers devoting. I mean, we they are talking... Hundreds of hours a year to a Ellie, kid.
1: When our auditor looked at the number of hours our volunteer attorneys put in on the annual basis, and if that was uh, a billable service, we would have been probably at about $3.1 million a year.
0: How many? How, give us the number of hours that uh, on a yearly I basis. I would say anywhere.
1: 16 to 24 hours um, and a year per child of legal representation. Now, mind you, we also have a group of siblings, so that that multiplies that. Some attorneys have more than one case. Many cases have more than one sibling. It's countless of hours. It's countless of hours. So
0: when we come back from our break, we'll hear a little bit more about Children's Law Center, and then we're going to get to your story because your story is, is as incredible as Children's Law Center. (laughs) <laughs> so we've been speaking with uh, Lilia Pantaleva, who is the executive director of the Children's Law Center in St. Paul. If you don't know about them, go look them up because they are doing incredible work under the radar like a lot of legal nonprofits do. And you've been listening to me, Ellie Krug, one of only a handful of, tra- uh, one of, only a handful of transgender radio hosts in the world. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I'm on Hidden Edges Radio that you're listening to right now on AM 950. If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com. Com, sign up for my newsletter, The Ripple. When we come back, we'll talk to Lilia some more. Thanks so very much. At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education, and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging, and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life could benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at PrideStaffInstitute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Hi, it's Tom inviting you to the Blue State Ball VIP reception on Saturday, March 10th at the Blaisdell. The VIP starts at 5.30 where you can meet and take selfies with me, Norman Goldman, and other AM 950 hosts. The reception is a hosted bar with Butler Pastor d'oeuvres, great music from
2: Paul Metza, and signed book giveaways. Then stick around for general admission at 7. So come mingle with me, Norman Goldman, and other AM 950 hosts during the Blue State Ball VIP reception. VIP tickets are at am950radio.com. I'll see you at the Blue State Ball.
0: Moe's Tax Service on Ford Parkway in St. Paul has been preparing tax returns since 1971. They're one of the most successful independently owned tax services in the country with a diverse team of highly trained and screened tax preparation experts. Tax laws and forms are always changing, and you need someone who's a dedicated tax preparation professional. Visit tax.com. That's tax.com, Or give them a call, 612 721 most tax service they work for you not the IRS
1: what could be more russian than matryoshka the nesting doll I welcome you to see one of the largest collection of Matryoshka in the world, now on display at the Museum of Russian
0: Art. A stunning range of sizes, types and areas are represented, showing how this iconic souvenir has evolved over the last 120 years. Our thanks to Target for sponsoring this extraordinary exhibition, Open Daily. Find out about all our exhibitions
2: and events at tmora.org, that is tmora.org.
0: We're back. We're back. Hello. Welcome back to AM 950 and Hidden Edges Radio. This is me, Ellie Krug. Yes, I know the voice. I know. I know. But regular listeners, you know, at least once a show, I always say this is notwithstanding this very masculine voice that you're hearing right now, which, of course, I'm not quite not happy about at all. I am very, very female appearing and quite the woman, trust me. And if you were on Facebook Live, you would know that right now. All right. We have been speaking with Lilia Pantaleva, who is the executive director of Children's Law Center. And before we broke, we were talking about the incredible work that pro bono, pro bono, that means they're not charging for their time, that pro bono lawyers do to help foster kids. And they develop these relationships with these kids that are maybe several years long, is that right?
1: Many, many years. In fact, after our child clients become former clients, many volunteer attorneys stay in touch with them. Yeah, years I, after.
0: you know, and and I'm a big sister to yep. a 12-year-old, I've been doing that for five years, and I know that that's just so important to have that kind of a relationship, particularly with a child who is at risk.
1: Right, and when you think about it, these kids oftentimes have nobody else, nobody stable in their lives, right? They're removed from home, and then everyone else in the, in the process right now is going to change. They may get a new judge, new social worker, new guardian at litem, they bounce back and forth from foster home to foster home, they may change schools. And And oftentimes our volunteer attorney or our staff attorney is the only stable adult in their lives for the duration of the case and after.
0: It's it's an amazing story that really no one knows about. So how many kids in a year's time is the Children's Law Center serving?
1: Last year, we represented about 840 children. Now, by comparison, that's more than twice the number of cases we had in 2010. Oh, my God. So we are growing in demand. We're not keeping up quite growing in the number of staff and volunteer attorneys. We are handling more cases than we've ever had. But that's... um, Many factors come into play here, obviously, but also it's the need is there, right. and um, we also are a well-established organization that we're just automatically appointed to represent these children, and we we take them.
0: Well, you do, and and again, you do incredible work. And the last I knew, that you were starting to expand a little bit into Greater Minnesota. Where does that stand today?
1: That effort, unfortunately, was not very successful for us. Several things happened at the same time, but primarily the number of cases, uh, the increase in Ramsey County and Hennepin County, which is where we are primarily, has kept us so busy that we essentially did not have the capacity to travel to greater Minnesota. So right now that's, I would say, on pause. Something to explore. We do have cases in uh, some of the counties uh, in greater Minnesota. Not very many. It'd be great to have more. But as of right now, we are staying very very busy in ramsey and hennepin counties
0: okay now that doesn't mean that there aren't foster kids in greater minnesota and they they still they do get lawyers appointed for them right
1: they do they should Um, i don't know if you've heard of a new law that was passed last year that now requires that foster children are informed of their right to an attorney and
0: at no charge
1: at no charge. And right. if they ask for one, they should get one. And of course, that's the debate that we currently have is the resources available for those kids to provide attorneys to them. Right. And as we know, the public defenders are struggling. They are. Um, that's not,
0: usually the office that's providing the attorneys. That's usually the, the office okay. in Greater
1: Minnesota specifically, right? Um, Children's Law Center is also in no position to expand much further than we have. So we do have a lot of kids that are there that um, in some instances just don't have access to an attorney. And that is very very important service that they need to have. It's it's potentially life-changing, right? All of it is. These kids have rights. These, these kids have to have a voice in their proceedings. Uh, these kids need to be heard. These kids need to be believed in. I do want to share with you that um, one of the measurable outcomes Children's Law Center has is that if you look at the American Bar Association statistics, they report that approximately 30% of children who grew up in foster care will graduate from high school. The children that C- Children's Law Center Represents have a percentage of or a rate of 75 to 100 percent, Ellie. It's incredible. Yep. Yep. Here is the testament. Here is the value of the services that we add that we can measure. We believe in these kids. We will attend their school meetings. We will attend their IEP meetings. Yeah. We will fight for them tooth and nail to make sure that they succeed in life. Because oftentimes, just by the mere fact of being in foster care, the statistics aren't very, very, right. very, very promising. And so we, we make the differences, the positive differences in these kid's lives.
0: And many of those people are lawyers that are doing it for free many, 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 many hours a year devoting to these children. Lawyers who the public generally does not have a favorable opinion about and they don't know about all the work that lawyers do under the radar that doesn't get an attention. In fact, lawyers are horrible at letting people know the good work that they do. (laughs) They they just are. They just don't. They they don't promote themselves. Very you know, one
1: well. of the things that we need to collect from volunteer attorneys is the number of hours that they spend representing these kids, and that was that's the most difficult task because they don't report it. They don't <laughs> want to tell us how much time they've spent volunteering. It's they, they you know they just do it. They just they do just the work. They just show up and they just do it.
0: Well, um, again, if people want to uh, check out the Children's Law Center, what's the uh, website address again?
1: clcmn.org.
0: Okay, and then. Um, do you have you have an annual fundraiser? Is we that do. Right?
1: We have annual fundraiser. This year it is on October 11 at five o'clock at Windows on Minnesota in the Ideas Tower, 50th floor, beautiful view, um, amazing event. It usually has some awards. It has a program, and it is a fundraiser to help us continue and hopefully expand um, our access to our services for kids who need us. And
0: member and people from the public can come to that Absolutely. fundraiser. Absolutely, it
1: is an open fundraiser.
0: Okay, so let's assume somebody is listening right now, and they're like. I'm I love this organization. I want to give them money. How can they do that? They can
1: go to clcmn.org. There is an option to donate. They can also give us a call at 651-644-4438 to make a donation. They can attend to our events uh, or attend our events. And we also um, we also are interested in some in kind donations, right? These kids oftentimes move in garbage bags, so we will collect duffel bags. We will collect some basic toiletries that kids need: um, blankets, teddy bears, water really? bottles. Okay. The only caveat is that we only accept brand new stuff because we believe that kids in foster care shouldn't have any less than our kids do.
0: Absolutely. So we're open
1: to whatever support we can get. These kids will take whatever we can give them.
0: Okay. So there's a button on your website that people can click that says donate now.
1: Donate now, please. Okay. So
0: it's just a wonderful organization and listeners. I really urge you to read up on the Children's Law Center and, and just the work that they're doing to save it's to save kids that otherwise would get lost in the system, would not have any rights, would, and, and would fade away. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but we, we're tossing too many people away as it is right now in our society. And, and this is an organization that stops that. So, Lilia, when we come back from our break, I want to talk about you. And listeners, you know, usually I have um, a guest only for two out of the four segments. But because Lilia's story is so incredible, her personal story, I'm going to have her stick around for the third segment so we can hear a little bit about her story. Okay, All so right. you'll stick around, All right, right. I will. I
1: will. <laughs> All right,
0: well, you've been listening to me, Ellie Krug, um, with Hidden Edges Radio on AM 950. If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com. Um, or you can email me. I love hearing from listeners. You can email me at hiddenedgesradio at gmail.com. I love it when listeners email me, and I actually email back when you do. So tell me what you like. Tell me what topics you'd like to cover. When we come back, we will speak more with Lilia. Thanks. Allergy. Mishad Cooley-Erickson, a mechanical and electrical consulting engineering firm in Minneapolis, supports inclusivity by designing spaces for all user groups, honoring inclusivity and respect. These spaces include gender-neutral family restrooms and nursing mothers' rooms. For example, Mishad Cooley-Erickson has designed lactation rooms for traveling mothers at the MSP International Airport. Designing these spaces has changed the expectations of similar facilities in airports around the country. Mishad Cooley-Erickson designs
2: safe and comfortable environments for occupants who are their number one priority. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to pee. And you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill. Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-255-3377. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in urges to pee, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-255-3377. 1-800-255-3377. 1-800-255-3377. Tom Hartman here, letting you know that better energy is finally affordable. With All Energy Solar, Minnesota's number one local home solar provider, you can go solar with little or no money down. Qualified property owners could even see a return on investment in less than one year. Excel Energy's Solar Rewards Incentive Program is available first come, first serve, and federal tax credits are available for a very limited time. Schedule your free solar assessment today. Visit allenergysolar.com. That's allenergysolar.com.
0: Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming.
2: For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we'll have a high near 46 with some morning
0: drizzle. Tonight there'll be a low around 34 and possible more drizzle before midnight. And tomorrow
2: we'll see temperatures around 32 with 3 to 7 inches of snow possible. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Victor's 1959 Cafe. Come enjoy traditional Cuban recipes in a
0: relaxed, casual, and festive Cuban environment. Located at 3756 Grand Avenue in South Minneapolis. And for more details, visit eatlocalminnesota.com. Hidden Edges Radio. This is Ellie Krug. You're listening to me on AM 950. We've been speaking with Lilia Pantaleva, who is the executive director of the Children's Law Center. And let me just tell you again, I want to put a plug in for that organization. It just rocks. Um, But Lilia, you rock as well. And I don't think, um, I think we both can agree, it's not a given that you would have ended up as the executive director of the Children's Law Center.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Not at
0: all. And you, um, we had said at the top of the show that you are, you were born in Moldova, right? I was born and raised in Moldova, that's correct. And that's why we, we have a little bit of this beautiful accent uh. of yours. And um, and and uh, I'll just bring it forward a little uh uh, quickly, uh, you and, at the time, your husband um, were uh, recipients of the lottery. We were. you This immigration lottery that we've been hearing about in the news that uh, the Trump administration wants so desperately to eliminate, you are a recipient, a beneficiary of that lottery system. Yes. Is that right?
1: Yes, we both are. And and my children, essentially, ultimately, right? Um, so back right. in 1994, we have received that phone call. Congratulations, you have been granted a green card uh, permission to come to the United States. You and
0: your husband. you,
1: Me and my okay. husband, correct. Right. And so he was in medical school, I was in law school. We were given six months to leave the country, and we also had to go through a very serious vetting process.
0: Okay, six months to leave Moldova. Six months okay. to leave
1: Moldova, which meant I had to drop out of law school. I had no choice and also go through this uh, criminal background check, medical examination that took two days and all sorts of uh, paperwork, including signing a waiver that we would never um, apply for any medical assistance or welfare while in the United States. So we were Congratulations, you're on your own, kind of.
0: Totally on your own. Totally on our own. Okay, so you... Young,
1: 20, I didn't speak any English. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. You did not speak English. (laughs) Not a word, Ellie. Not a word. And what
0: is the language in Moldova?
1: It is Romanian and Russian, so I am bilingual. Well, three languages now, but I was bilingual at the time. Okay. So, Russian and Romanian, not a word of English, coming off the plane and saying, all right, America, here I come. Where did you land? I landed in Seattle, Washington, and we lived in Shehalis, Washington, Seattle. Centralia, twin cities of Washington state.
0: Okay. And then you're a small town. Yep. And you did not like go to law school immediately.
1: I was told I shouldn't (laughs) bother. I was told that. Give us that
0: story. So, so, So now, so you go from a country where you and your husband were part of the, you know, the middle to upper middle class because of your careers, your trajectory. Right. And now you come, you get off the plane to the United States and now you're other
1: and right. now correct and so here i am not speaking a word of english needing a job desperately so my very first job was to sort corn and carrots at a local seasonal frozen food factory that was an overnight shift and then the early morning shift was to debone salmon at a smoked salmon factory in olympia washington
0: so you started working two jobs two jobs two okay. shifts
1: two jobs
0: so you're 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 not one of those lazy not at all you know immigrants that always... We hear about is that because that's what immigrants do. They're just coming here Absolutely and they're not. lazy.
1: That was the yep. condition on which I yep. came to United States is that I could not apply for any assistance, which meant we had to figure out our way to support ourselves. Yeah, and Meanwhile. I know you,
0: Lilia, you would not have <laughs> applied for assistance anyway. Okay, so you've got two jobs. Go ahead.
1: Go Right. So um, at that time, my my way of learning English was to dare to speak with people to the extent that I could, always asking them to correct me in the way, you know, my accent, my pronunciation, but also watch TV at night, which I picked a very basic channel, Nick at Night, the I Love Lucy, the Bewitched, all those, Taxi, remember those? And I was watching those shows with closed captions on so that I could read what I was hearing and hear what I was reading. Gradually, a few years later, somehow, by talking to people, I picked up enough English to find a desk job, which was North American Van Lines. It was the company that relocates people. And then from Some there on, irony
0: there. Go on,
1: exactly. <laughs> and then from there on, um, I ended up working at HCMC as the administrative assistant. Then I was the medical coordinator of uh, medical residence. So you
0: came to the Twin to Cities from Washington State
1: because my husband at the time matched in the medical residency at the U of M. So okay. We we didn't. Well, our choice was Lubbock, Texas, or Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we okay. obviously chose Minnesota, um, and. And then probably about four and a half years after immigrating to the United States, I felt that my English may be good enough to try for the law school. So that meant, meant taking LSAT. Um, I took Which it.
0: I cannot believe. I, you know, I mean... Uh, having language challenges, and then taking this very comprehensive barrier test to get into law school. Lilia, God love you. Okay, go on. It's study. It's
1: all study. (laughs) I was working a full-time job at HCMC, and then at night and on weekends, I would attend Kaplan School, and I would practice taking um, uh, past LSAT tests so that I could do better on the actual test. And Lo and behold, I did quite well, um, and then of course law school from there on, and the rest is history. And here I am.
0: Well, you make it sound so simple, okay? But it's not. It was not. I know that. I mean, you, you, you got you. you went to William Mitchell. You graduated. Um, you worked for Thompson Reuters, Reuters for a period of time. Yes, and then. You had no experience in the nonprofit world.
1: I did not have any experience in nonprofit world, but I will say that the mission of Children's Law Center of Minnesota has been so so appealing to me that there is this need um, where um A nonprofit is feeling essentially the task or the responsibility of what potentially could be the government service that's provided, but it's not. And applying my background, my experience, my past, my ability to apply perspective to everything I look at was just a perfect match. This organization is truly amazing, and I do want to say once again that the staff at this organization is absolutely incredible, Ellie. And I'm not joking. They are passionate. They work around the clock. They're hardworking. The work ethic is absolutely amazing. Um, Considering the fact that we're dealing with double the number of cases that we had in 2010, they don't complain. They work. They do an amazing, amazing, incredible job. Now, this is not just representing kids in foster care that they do directly. They're also supervising every single volunteer attorney that's handling the case. Because the only way we can get 300 attorneys is by getting them from all sorts of practice areas with or without any courtroom experience which means more work for us to supervise sure. them.
0: So, but I want to talk, I, you know, we've, <laughs> we've given your nonprofits some time here. I want to just talk more about you. I mean, so you come to the United States and, um, and you do become other. You go from a place where you were not other, where you were part of really sort of the elite or the rising elite, And then you come to the United States, and you are, like, down on the bottom of the rump. Yes. So I would say
1: at the end of the first four months, I would say I was packing my suitcases every day.
0: To go back to Moldova? To go back to
1: Moldova, telling myself, this is not the American dream. Okay. We were robbed pretty much within the first week of coming to United States. Yeah, actually robbed. Actually robbed. So we started with nothing Absolutely. Talk about nothing. Nothing. Because you
0: had brought some money. We had and then, brought some money. But then you it got... It was gone. Then the money was stolen. It was gone. Right.
1: Constantine and I, my ex-husband and I, we had absolutely nothing except ourselves and except opportunities. Right. That was, that is what we had.
0: So we, you know, we hear a lot about the American dream. Yes. You know, and in some ways, I think that you embody it as, as completely as anybody could. You know, you came with nothing. Nothing. And because um, of your work ethic, you know, and, and some luck. I mean, there's always luck involved with everybody, but you have to make your luck.
1: There is luck, but you have to be driven. You had to... My choice was to go home and become an attorney or sort corn and carrots right um or i don't know where my life would have ended right. up had i not been driven and seen sort of kept my eyes on the prizes that i have a choice i could go back home or i could stay here right now we did come to united states for the better lives of our children as well which we didn't have at the time
0: you did I mean, not have the children at we the did time. not right, right? right
1: um and so that's the discussion i do have with my children today and every day is that look around Nothing was here. None of this is something that you could have had or would have had had we not come to United States and worked hard. I would say that the first ten years of our lives in the United States was no joke, Ellie. It was very, very hard work. Now, this is not just nothing. This is also no language, right? So right. I don't know the culture. I don't know the language. I can't read your nonverbals because I don't understand them. I don't know what it right. means. I don't understand the food. I don't understand the TV. I don't know any of it. Who You're asking, the TV, yeah. right? Yeah. You're asking, you're referencing some of the shows, and even now talking to friends, they'll say, hey, have you seen this show? And I always say, you know what, this precedes me. I don't know it. <laughs> I
0: don't so, know it. But what I, what I wanted to ask you about is, I mean, you have this great perspective. Tell me what you think about what's going on in our country now as we are working literally to shut the doors to anybody who is different. Now, you're a white person, so that you know, obviously helps, you know, our country wants a lot of white immigrants. Okay. Right. But what do what you think? And we've got, you know, two minutes, but what do you think of what's going on in our country right now?
1: I think it's it's very concerning in the way in which we're tackling some of the policies um, on immigration. I, you know, my personal experience has been that here I am. I consider myself to be a very good citizen of the United States. I would say I was handpicked given the vetting process that we had gone through. And I was given this opportunity and Constantine and I made something out of it with the support. Um, as
0: many immigrants do. As
1: many immigrants do. Because the opportunity are here, the support is here. I think educating the public on the fact that we all are human, that we all are here to make um, better lives for ourselves. I don't believe anybody, I don't know that anyone will come to the United States to purposefully take advantage of the country or the economics of the country. Surely we have you know, people that come here with different purposes. Um, but generally speaking, America, or at least back in 1995 when I was dreaming about it, was the country known to to be offering a better life bottom line it's here for better lives and so come to united states it's not going to be handed to you but take advantage of it make something out of it and those that do do make something out of it shutting the doors on opportunities for people to come to united states become great citizens contribute diversify the country offer their culture being understood um I think that that's a disservice to those that are already here because that brings more of that narrow-mindedness of what is our American uh, identity.
0: I don't, you know, and I think that that's a really great question is it? because I I I don't know what we stand for anymore. Right. I mean, I have an idea of what I see on Fox News what we stand for and that is not what Ellie Krug stands for and I know that's not what you stand for and I know that's not what a lot of people in Minnesota stand for. Right. Um well, Lilia, I'm just really um happy that you're here thank you ellie. and i'm you know, and we are so lucky i and I mean this. We are so lucky to have you
1: Oh gosh, thank you ellie
0: you know and, i I you
1: know, am lucky to be here. That's definitely a statement I can easily say and and I look at my kids and I tell them that you know if President Trump was president twenty years ago, you guys wouldn't be here. This wouldn't be your place of birth
0: right. Lilia Pantaleva, the executive director of the Children's Law Center and wonderful human. Mm, thank, thank you, you so very good. much for being on Hidden Edges Radio. I've loved having you.
1: Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you, thank you.
0: All right. Well, we're just done with Lilia. When we come back, I'll do our Human is Human segment. Um, you're listening to me, Ellie Krug on Hidden Edges Radio. Email me at radio at gmail.com if you'd like to talk to me. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks. Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, micro-needling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit brendingelectrolysis.com. At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education, and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging, and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life could benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now.
2: Fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at Woodlandstoves.com.
1: Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
0: Mishad cooley Erickson, a mechanical and electrical consulting engineering firm in Minneapolis, supports inclusivity by designing spaces for all user groups, honoring inclusivity and respect. These spaces include gender-neutral family restrooms and nursing mothers rooms. For example, Mishad Cooley Erickson has designed lactation rooms for traveling mothers at the MSP International Airport. Designing these spaces has changed the expectations of similar facilities in airports around the country. Mishad cooley Erickson designs safe and comfortable environments for occupants who are their number one priority. And she was lying in the grass. And she could hear the highway breathing. And we are back on Hidden Edges Radio on AM 950. You're listening to me, Ellie Krug, your host. That was a phenomenal interview with Lilia Pantaleva of the Children's Law Center. Again, I know I've said it like six times, but I will say it one more time. Please go to their website at clcmn.org, check out the Children's Law Center, check out the incredible work they're doing. Please, if you've got it, consider donating to them. And if you do donate, give them just give them a note and say, I heard this on Hidden Inches Radio. I, wa- I believe in your organization. And tell others about it. And by the way, if you know a lawyer, or if you are a lawyer listening on this show right now, which I hope I have at least one lawyer, and you know, I'm just gonna throw a shout out to you. Um, please consider volunteering for the Children's Law Center. It is like the best pro bono you are ever gonna do. Just trust me on that. All right. This last segment is my human is human segment where I, you know, talk about what it means to be human, to survive the human condition. Remember, Hidden Edges Radio is about, you know, encountering the edges of life. Some that are some that are sharp, others that are blunt, all about how we make our way through life about surviving the human condition. And, um, you know, we just talked about youth and youth at risk and how our society is such. And, and you know what? I mean, it's, It's egregious, frankly, that in most instances before it, a kid can get help before a kid can get placed out of a house that's chaotic a house that they're at risk at the way the system usually works is that the kid has to have a has to been harmed in some way and you know what it's like you know we can stand back and we can just simply have an idea of what's going in the house we all know that something bad's gonna happen but unfortunately the way the system works is you can't do anything for those kids until the bad thing happens how how backwards is that but the story I have today is a story about how it actually did work the right way and this story is um, showed up in on the CNN feed it's a story by Ryan Pryor um, and it's about a 26 year old teacher named Chelsea Haley now Chelsea when she was in college at the University of Georgia she was the chairwoman of College of the College Republicans so you Getting some picture here about Chelsea, okay? And she interned on Capitol Hill. And then, because um, apparently she has an open mind, she learned about Teach for America when she was on Capitol Hill. And she decided that she would throw her lot in for two years with Teach for America. And you know, and, and some future show, I'm gonna have somebody from Teach for America on this show because they do incredible work. They are filling all kinds of gaps in our country. Teach for America sent uh, Chelsea to um, Bat- Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And she went to a middle, uh, an elementary school in Baton Rouge. And while she was at that elementary school, uh, Chelsea encountered a fifth grader by the name of Jerome. Jerome Robinson. And I can tell you the last name because it shows up in the uh, CNN story. And Jerome was that problem child. He was the one in the school that all the teachers knew about. And uh, Jerome had major discipline problems, and he was certainly not doing very well with grades. Somehow, Chelsea, this right out of college, you know, bright-eyed woman, gained Jerome's trust. And she started getting Jerome in some way to start doing his work. So much so that the teachers would start going to her, would would start sending Jerome to her in order for Jerome to get his assignments done. And at the time, Jerome lived with his birth mother and a newborn brother by the name of Jace, J-A-C-E. As it turned out, um, Mom was having a very difficult time in life. Uh, she had lost her husband. He had died. And she had lost another child, a, a little girl. And Mom had some other problems. They lived; The family lived in poverty. In 2015, as Haley, excuse me, I said, what did I say? I said Chelsea, excuse me. In 2015, as Chelsea was finishing her Teach for America uh, contract, um, the school principal came up to her and asked her if she would stick around for one more year. And the pitch was, would you do it because of Jerome? I mean, think about this, how one human looms so life in the life of one child. And so so uh, Chelsea agreed to do that. She agreed to stick around for one more year. And in the fall of 2015, after she had signed up for one more year, is you know, now... CNN reports this, and I'm just—it's part of the story, so I'll let, relay it. Um, Chelsea said that she had a dream that God came to her and said that she would be Jerome's mother. And as uh, Chelsea relays the story, the very next day Jerome was in her class and doing his work. And um, Chelsea says that she just felt this sense of peace at that, in that at that moment with Jerome, and she said that at that moment Jerome asked her. If, she, if he could come stay with her, come live with her. And Chelsea said, well, uh, she replied to uh, Jerome that she had been actually thinking about that. And the next day, so this is happening very quickly because in the lives of children, things do need to happen quickly. The next day, Chelsea met with the mom and uh, Jerome and Jace. And the mom agreed that um, uh, not only Jerome, but she asked that, that uh, Chelsea also take Chase, who at the time was a year and a half old, um, take both children. Now, this woman is like 24, 25 years old, okay? I mean, (laughs) single woman, you know, but she agreed to it. And by December of 2015, I mean, we are talking again a very fast time. She's initiating uh, proceedings for adoption for these children. I mean, this is a young woman. Uh, She has since uh, left uh, Baton Rouge with the two boys and um, gone to Marietta, Georgia, where she teaches middle school. Jerome is an eighth grader now. He is on the honor roll. He has gotten the honor roll for the last two quarters and no discipline issues. And there's a picture, if you go to this story at CNN, it's uh, dated uh, September, excuse me, uh, February 17th. um, And the title of the story is, A Rowdy Boy Almost Made Her Quit Teaching, Then he became her son. That's the title of the story. I'm here to tell you it's well worth reading. Um, And if you go and look and you see this picture of this white woman with these two black kids, I didn't mention that Jerome was black, but maybe some of you had that impression. <clears throat> just go look at it because you see these three humans smiling. And by the, re- the way, Jerome has braces. I mean, you know, she's doing everything. And she, she took money out of her savings to, to buy a house and all of that kind of stuff. What this story shows is that when you pay attention and when you become familiar with other humans, particularly humans that are at risk, our empathetic hearts that I talk about so much get triggered. And once that happens, once those hearts are triggered, I'm here to report to you anything is possible. So that's another show then Hidden Edges Radio. Um, you know, um, I really love it that you listen to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna have more live shows that you'll be able to call in. If you like what you hear, tell others about it. Email me at hidden edges radio at gmail.com. A big thanks to our sponsors, the engineering firm Mishad Cooley Erickson, the law firm is Stouten associates, the Pride Institute and Bev and Brending Electrolysis in St. Paul. A big thanks to my producer Eric Nelson. I'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>